Welcome to episode 11 of Roving Slant. Wow. It's your, it's one of your hosts, Cody. <laughs> it's, it's the only host. It's the only host, Cody. And Sam. <laughs> I'm gonna, no. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. we already said No, we can't, we can't do the soundboard again, it's over. No, that that's a dead meme now. So, I'm gonna be, um, I had my coffee. Yeah. It's, it's morning, this episode. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is our first time we're doing. Well, I don't know the cabin episode. It was pretty early in the morning for the sec, the yeah, third part. I don't remember. Yeah, the third um, part. But yeah. yeah, otherwise we don't usually do it this early because there's a bunch of doctors and stuff working nearby our office. And yeah, <laughs> I, you know, if you listen to any of these episodes, <laughs> you know for sure why we can't do that during working hours. Yeah, the walls are pretty thin. Um, but uh, you know, so. Last time that we did a morning episode, that's where I incinerated my hand. Oh, so that something is good is yeah. gonna happen. I, I'm episode. gonna want to touch something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, let me move all the sharp things away from you. No you... fire, nothing. Yeah, there's this knife right there. Uh, no, let's not. It's a jigsaw. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling it's gonna magnetize its way towards your hand. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like throwing it back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna practice juggling during the podcast. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's been a few weeks. It has been, right? It's been a, yeah, we were going to do it last week, now we're doing it this week, so here we are. But stuff has happened. That's right. Things have happened. It's, uh, you know, we can just uh, pretend like we don't have anything to talk about really quick and just go like, yeah, the weather outside. Yeah, honestly, can we talk about the weather for a minute? <laughs> it was warm, and now it's cold, and now it's getting warmer. <laughs> it's so strange. I know. And, you I know, know, we just had the sun and Gaia, like, advertised on our podcast mm-hmm. last week, and they must be fighting or something. Taken away, yeah. yeah. Damn. I mean, like, uh, you know, I'm getting depressed again. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe by Thursday, Thursday, it's supposed to be warm yeah. again, but it snowed yesterday. And snow makes you depressed. That's right. Yeah. I follow the seasons. Yeah. <laughs> your, your seasonal mindset. Yeah. <laughs> you just wake up, open the window, and you're like, oh, today's a bad day. <laughs> I call into work. Sorry. Yeah. It's raining. Yeah. It's, can't do it today, boys. <laughs> All my plans are canceled. <laughs> hey, podcast? I saw a cloud. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's over. Yeah, my whole day is done. I'm going back to bed. (laughs) But um, yeah. So that's the weather. Yeah, that's a that's a section we should definitely just. Yeah, we should do the weather every every time. I'm (laughs) sure people love that. (laughs) We don't say where we're at. We post it like a week later. Yeah. Like yeah, it looks like it snowed the tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) But um, so yeah, um. Uh, I guess I can say that I, I graduated church. Yeah, I was going to say, we just passed Easter. I have a slight Easter story of my own, but I'd like to hear yours first. Okay. Because um, mine's more about the end of things. Oh. <laughs> um, so, Easter for me. I, um, you know, it, it was Jesus week. We started out, you went to church on Sunday, and that was the, you know, uh, last Lent church of the year. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, you did that. And then me and my fiance had to go to church on Monday. So, um, you know, you go there and it was just a rehearsal for what was going to happen on Saturday. Um, so, wait, how do they rehearse you? What, what did you even have to do? Oh, yeah, quite a bit. Really? Yeah. So, like, we had to go. So, like, people got baptized. We didn't have to get baptized. But other people had to get baptized. We had to stand around and, like, just kind of help other people, you know, get out of the 
bathtub or whatever. Okay, so they had like a physical big bathtub, or was it like a oh, bowl? Oh, there's or? like a fountain. Oh, a fountain in the church okay. that they walk people in. Okay, and yeah. okay, weird. All yeah, right. so they walked them in there, and then they like take <laughs> the um. The, the priest guy, right? Yeah. He, he grabs the back of their head and goes like, I baptize you. And like, as he's saying this, like dunks them forcefully, like just over their face and yeah. back out by the power of God and like does it again. And he does it like three times. So he just waterboards you, right? Yeah, yeah. three times. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a significance to three or? No, I think it's just while he's finishing his like little prayer or okay. he does it. Um, there was... Uh, one adult and two kids that were getting baptized. One of the kids um, did it fine. The other one was like, I don't want to get my face wet. And like would like stop, like f- like just like push herself back up. And the priest just like grabs some water and splashes <laughs> it in her face. I, yeah, I guess when it comes to being baptized, there's no... <laughs> Serious business, yeah, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, this kid's getting water in their face regardless. <laughs> if this doesn't shoot up your nose, oh, yeah. you're not baptized. You don't feel the Lord inside of you. <laughs> um, so, you know, we had to practice that. Okay, you had to practice getting waterboarded. Well, they did. Okay. Right, it was did, yeah. empty pool, and they just faked did it, and then they, you know, wow. they were prepared. Um, but then we had to go practice getting oil dumped on her head, and then uh, saying words. So, um, we did all that. You know, we rehearsed, and then uh, came Holy Thursday. Okay. Um, which is, like, uh, the official end, or, well, the, like, beginning of Easter, I guess, kind of. Easter's, like, I don't know, in church, it's, like, two-day event. Um, so, go to church on Thursday. I got my uh, foot kissed by a priest. Yeah. Um, so, we you got were... dunked by him. I did. not Oh, you didn't. I okay. didn't get dunked. Okay. But I got... I got a different kind of baptism. Yeah, you've got a foot baptism. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they told us, they, they were like, we need volunteers to have your feet washed, and we want all of you guys to be included because you're part of the class. So we're like, okay, fine, right? So we show up early on Thursday, and they're like, okay, so you're going to carry the jug, you're going to carry the bowl, bring this up here. There's 12 of us. Um, I'm the first person to go, and so I go up there, I hand them the jug, and then I sit down in a chair... I already have my shoes off. They just told you to just be barefoot. So I I put my foot over this bowl, you know, the guy pours water over my foot. I'm like, okay, cool. He dries it off with a towel. And then I see him slowly, like, lean down. No one told us about the kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said... It was said... just a little extra surprise. A little <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had a kinder egg, but it's just an old man with his chapped lips. <laughs> Smacking one right on he, your toes. You know, he was really tender with my foot. Wow. He did do full contact. Full contact. He didn't try to fake it, you know. No tongue, right? Yeah, but uh, I have a photo of it because they live streamed it. Yeah. My, I tried my hardest to not just be like, like, just make some kind of face. Um, but, uh, you know, no one expected that. So, like, the lady behind me was like, oh, I don't want to get my foot kissed. <laughs> 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 she just, uh, just had to, you know, go through it. But, you know, um, if they would have told us about the foot kissing, I think I would have, would have been fine, but some people probably would have been like, no. <laughs> yeah, they would have just been like, this is a little too weird. We're yeah. going to not do this. Yeah, so then um, we skipped Friday Mass because it was like at 1 o'clock, which was during work time. They're like, well, if you can't make it, you can't make it, which 
most people have a job, so, yeah, you know. Um, and then Saturday was the final day of church week for us. Um, we're going to church at uh, 8 o'clock. We have to put on our robes. We're wearing robes for this, um, you know, big event. It's the Easter Vigil. Um, so you start out by everybody going outside. Everybody gets a candle. They try to light a bonfire. Now, uh, Saturday happened to be when it started getting cold and windy, and so they couldn't keep the fire going. And so, like, they're just like, okay, we'll go inside and light all the candles. So Wow. They couldn't even light the proverbial bonfire of spirit outside. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. They should have just put, the father should have been out there with some gasoline, doused it on there, and get a pallet. Some holy going. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all give this the holy flame. <laughs> just not. <laughs> Everybody's Whoa. gathered around. I feel the spirit. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, we, we did that. Uh, you know, everybody lit their candles. We go back into the church. All the lights are off. And then we have to sit there for an hour and a half in pure darkness. Um, just getting read different, you know, homilies, whatever. Scripture or something. Yeah. yeah, they just keep going. They do song. It goes song. Uh, or, sorry. They read some scripture whatever then they do the song and then the priest stands up says something sits back down so everybody just constantly like every 15 minutes you stand up sit back down so no one falls asleep yeah they got it perfectly because they know they know somebody if they're not getting up and getting down is gonna fall asleep <laughs> they're like we know it's boring it'll be good just wait yeah um so then uh there was like a bunch of that so at the last like 10 minutes of that first hour and a half um, a lady goes up and she was the most passionate reader of the gospel I've ever heard in well, my entire life. Like the Lord imbued inside of her oh. for that moment. Oh, she it... channeled it, right? <laughs> she really did. I mean, like, there was hand gestures. Yeah. She was like, you know, like she's been practicing for yeah. years. In for front this. of a mirror or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, this is my moment. This is it. Um, and she did a good job. But then the last song that we listened to while the lights were off, it had, like, this slow build-up and eventually got, like, really intense. And as soon as, like, the music kind of, like, you know, uh, got quiet for a second, like, oh, okay, we're waiting for the next song. Yeah, and that's when they popped on the lights. Mm. Everybody's eyes were like, oh, God, <laughs> just spent an hour and a half in darkness. Um, and so there was, there was dancers. Wow. Flag wavers. Wow. And, and a fog machine. <laughs> um, and did like the uh, priest come up on one of those uh, elevated platforms <laughs> too, spinning? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, they had like these two like child dancers, mm -hmm. one boy and one girl that just followed him around while he carried like the book like this around the church over his head. Wow. You know, he had the... He had the big like gold covered book yeah. or whatever. Yeah. The main one. Yeah, the big one. Yeah. The one that's a tax write-off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, well, aren't all of them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just making a joke, because, like, uh, they could theoretically invest in silver and gold, <laughs> but it'd just be covers for Bibles. <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah, the book's, like, 400 pounds, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, we just had to, yeah, oh, I gotta write this one off, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Uh, we went through like, you know, a little bit more stuff. We, at that time is when we wouldn't actually baptize people. There was a lot of like people crying. This one lady almost tripped over like a grandma cause she was like so overjoyed 
after watching someone get their head dunked four times. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, As per usual. That's what I expect. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, the two kids went and everybody... Like, the one kid that, like, didn't want to get her face wet. And then the guy splashed her face. Everybody was like, oh, that was comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you only get one of these in your life and that was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that was enjoyable. <laughs> Pulls out the super soaker. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the Lord. <laughs> Honestly, at one point we were gonna have an old guy, and he was like, "Oh, I can't make it upstairs anymore." Like, we'll figure it out when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. But uh, they, he ended up not doing it. Uh, nobody knows where he went, so okay. he could have just died. But who knows? Yeah, he, he never made it up those stairs. <laughs> is what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> he never needed to. Um, and then uh, near the end. We all went up to the front and got our heads soaked in oil. Um, was it guy, like olive oil? It had a scent to it. So mm. I'm, I'm guessing it looked like olive oil, but it was like clove and flour or something mm. scented. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, I just did this on the uh, worm <laughs> detox, bro. Yeah, I'm used to this. Can I drink some of this? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got my head soaked in oil. The guy next to me, because we're supposed to say... Uh, amen and then with your spirit that, that was what we needed to memorize mm-hmm. he's like hey what, what were we supposed to say <laughs> up on stage it's like bro just write it down on your hand or something dude. I forgot as well oh man <laughs> so I was hope we were I was second to last the guy was last yeah and so like we were just you know you'd hear it as Listen a to, yeah only the first person has to memorize it otherwise you do the telephone game and then it's just obscure <laughs> yeah um and then, yeah, so we finished church. Oh, one last thing. On that Sunday before Easter, I finished the worm pills on that Sunday. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, the beginning of Holy Week, I finished yeah. my worm cleanse. This, this might be a sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you got your inner physical body purged, and then now you have your spiritual body purged and ready for primed and ready for Jesus. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so he entered me through the, the Trinity, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what was your uh your Easter like? Honestly, my my story is uh does not compare to getting my feet kissed. I just thought it was kind of funny cuz uh as I was so uh we went to my girlfriend and I went to my family's Easter brunch that they did mm-hmm. and then we were only there for like a couple hours and then we left and as we're driving home my mom uh calls me and I was like oh maybe she like maybe I forgot something and she was gonna let me know yeah and it was so funny I pick up and she's like yeah I just wanted to apologize because you know the house smelled like cat shit and you know I just forgot to clean it up and and I'm I'm just like I didn't smell it, so, so, I mean, it's not a big deal, and they're like, oh, I just, you know, I just, I, I didn't get a chance, I knew it was down there, but I just, we went over to grandma's house, and I, yeah, and I was like, mom, it's fine, it's not a big deal, it's like, why are you calling me for this, it's like, just go clean it, bro, what the fuck are you doing, that's so fucking funny, oh. it just, yeah, just why? Yeah. <laughs> just go do deal with it, bro. You uh, just tell your mom, like, look, all right, I, I was really mad, but you yeah. can make up make it up to me by next time I come over. Just clean it up sometime between that. Yeah, <laughs> before I get there, just deal with it. I didn't smell it this time, but next time I might. So <laughs> we're concerned about it. Damn. 
So yeah, that was it. It was just it was pretty funny to me. Does uh so my mom, she's like full on like Sam, you need to come over more. You I I miss you coming over, <laughs> and you know because like my sister moved out recently. Okay. Right. So like it's just my parents yeah. and the dog, and they're like. Hey Sam, uh, we were doing stuff together uh, out of boredom. Um, how would you like to come over for dinner? <laughs> that's, that's really funny. My parents do the same thing. Like I've been at my girlfriend's house more since it's close to the office. Yeah, and they're literally like, "Oh, maybe this weekend you can come out. We can have dinner. I'll get the food." Yeah, uh, it's like you guys are trying to get me out of the house earlier. Now you're like, "Oh, just come just over. Stay, yeah. stay, just a little bit. We need you." <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is pretty funny. I have noticed that more and more. Oh yeah, they uh, yeah, <laughs> my parents, my parents were um, they called me. My mom, she did a similar thing to your mom. Yeah, she called me yesterday just to say, "Hey Sam, uh, we got like a letter for you. I think it's junk mail." I'm like, "Okay." open it and she's like it's a credit card offer I'm like just shred it (laughs) (laughs) she's like I think you really should come here and look at it yeah (laughs) and then like my dad was on the phone he's like yeah no we've been uh we we have all this old mail in the filing cabinet we've been going through it we found all your old art projects this is great (laughs) okay yeah sweet dude I get so random calls too my mom will call me like she just called me the other day and she's like uh She's like, yeah, your tea maker here, uh, we can't set the temperature on it correctly. Like, we've been hitting all the buttons and none of them seem to work. I'm like, okay, well, like, I haven't been there in months, but have you tried, like, unplugging it and replugging it in? It's like, and then they're like, you know, I don't know. It's it's not cycling the buttons. I'm like, I I have no idea. I'm not there. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, just I, d- deal with whatever temperature it gets to. <laughs> what do they do they want, like, pristine tea? Yeah, so, like, the tea maker goes, it, it cycles between, like, three uh, heat uh, temperature levels. I think one of them is, like, I don't know, it's, like, 130, 165, 100, and, or maybe it's, like, 212. I don't know. It's really specific. But gotcha. It just... I don't know. They must have wanted more or less of something, <laughs> and it was not cycling for whatever reason. Damn. I, um, I got, so, I was sick last week as well. Yeah, right after the detox, too. Exactly. The yeah. worms left, and they weren't protecting you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you're on your own, bat, yeah. pal. <laughs> you're, it's over between <laughs> us. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, I'm no longer friends with worms, uh, corona bacteria, new best friend. There you go. That's that, what happened. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he was like, "I'm moving in. I see there's <laughs> an. Uh, this space is not being occupied. Yeah, uh, here we go. So, um, but uh, oh, I've been drinking a lot of tea. Oh, okay, which kinds of tea? So for Christmas, I got this like Indian chai tea pack, and it has like five different blends. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had like, there's like a vanilla, there's like a cinnamon chai, there's like a, um, a turmeric, herbal turmeric one. You know, I, I was going to try some more, uh, of the turmeric tea or like a turmeric pill. Cause I heard it's like a really good antioxidant or it like is. An anti-inflammatory or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And do you know what's weird is like when I would drink that while I was sick, I was like, something feels right here. Yeah. Like it, it did make me like, usually if you have like black tea, it's like, meh. 
you know, the warm water helps. Yeah. But the the turmeric actually seemed to have an effect. So I drank all of the herbal turmeric, like, it was like eight packs. So I had eight cups of tea over a week. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, that was pretty damn good, dude. That is very interesting. I, uh, in lieu of that, I did download, like, a huge, it must have been, like, 200 gigs of books. Uh They were just random packs. And one of them had a bunch of uh, Chinese herbal remedy books. And some of those herbal remedies are the strangest things ever. But, you know, I haven't tested them enough. And I'm (laughs) sure they do work. One of them was like, oh, if you have bruises, uh, just soak some parsley in cold water and then put it on your bruise and it'll take the color out. I'm like, wow, this is really useful information if I beat my wife. Thanks, Chinese secret herbal remedies. I'm excited. Man, I'm uh, growing a lot of parsley. Yeah. And then one of them was like, uh, I don't know why I remember the weird ones. I guess they just stick out to me more. One of them was like, oh, if you have vaginitis or something, they're like, what you do is you like declove a piece of garlic, um, but don't like cut it or puncture it at all. And then you just put it up your vagina. And then you and then you remove it after a certain amount of time. Cured. I'm like, I don't know if that would work. I mean, maybe. I I don't I can't test it, but I can't think of anybody I know that would test it. So yeah. As far as I know, it's it's definitely true. Oh man. What you, like is vaginitis or veg? It was like whatever. vaginitis or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe sticking a clove of garlic up there does work. <laughs> uh, if anybody is listening to this podcast, uh, when we get more than ten viewers and one of those happens to be a girl, let us know. <laughs> once we get a girl viewer, yeah. Once we get a girl viewer, I doubt it. But if we do, <laughs> just test it for us. You know, we've been doing stuff for the men. Self-improvement. Here you go, ladies. Herbal yeah. <laughs> remedy. Straight from China. <laughs> we, have, like, the, we have, like, decent advice for dudes. Like, yeah, yeah man, no fab works. And then, like, for ladies, like, yeah, yeah. so just get some garlic. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I yeah, just, uh, you know, if you're if you're a guy, you gotta you know, take initiative. It's all about, you know, you gotta work, make the world work for you, doing things that improve your life, right? It's a, if you think about it like an airplane, right? An airplane's gonna go from point A to point B, but if you just change your course 1%, it's gonna be way off. You know, that's what you want. You uh-huh. wanna change your habits 1% of the time, because as that plane goes, it's gonna veer in a direct, you're gonna be a completely different person. <laughs> and then for women, we're like, yeah, you're gonna stick a clove of garlic up there. Oh, really help you. <laughs> nice and fresh. Might might taste even better, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can still use it afterwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, honey, uh, were you curing your vaginismus or whatever? Uh, can I take the garlic? You, yeah. you, you took the last clove. He, just, he can't get his wife to try it, so he just starts putting cloves in all of her seats. <laughs> <laughs> she won't go to the doctor. <laughs> She's like, why do you keep sticking everything down here? <laughs> you're wearing like a condom but you put the garlic on the tip and you're like come on rip (laughs) i'm gonna cure you (laughs) oh my god and then it crushes damn it (laughs) fuck the chinese Uh, so yeah i haven't read all of them there were some other normal ones in there, like, oh, if you have headaches, you need, like, chamomile tea mixed with all these roots and stuff like that. Pretty normal yeah. stuff, I can imagine. 
yeah. Headaches is, like, whenever I was a kid, I would cure headaches by drinking Coke and eating peanut butter. So, you know. That sounds like a, that sounds like your own secret Sam remedy. That's, that's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to try that next time we have a headache. I wonder if that would make it worse or better. (laughs) Well, now that you are, um... Sugar free. Yeah, yeah. probably worse. <laughs> probably worse. <laughs> Much worse. Oh my goodness. Caffeine, I think, was what w- was actually fixing it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that might have even been like a caffeine withdrawal headache or something. Well, when I was a kid, I didn't even have caffeine, so it was just like I think. Well, you think like Coke has caffeine in it? Yeah. So. Well, I didn't drink like pop when I was a kid. Oh okay. The only time really was like if I went to like a party or whatever. Yeah. Or like headache, mm-hmm. you know. Interesting. This is weird. Like, pop in our house was like medicine slash you could have one on Sunday. And wow. And it was never like a rule or anything, but that's just how it went down. Huh. So. That is very interesting. Yeah, I used to love, you know, squirt? Yeah. Oh, I love me a good Big squirt. Big fan of squirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't think I ever liked squirt. I was always like a Coke person, and then later in life I was like a root beer person, and then now I'm a no pop person. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's good <laughs> it's great yeah <laughs> oh man speaking of things that are great for you so i did reach day i'm on day 36 of nofap i mm-hmm. have to mention and you know what i already feel like my brain is healing significantly gotcha. uh, from the whole process and i did have a night emission several days <laughs> ago but i can't remember what the dream was other than it involved like God, it was like a fax machine and like robots <laughs> or something. That's all I remember. I remember like waking up. I was laying on my back, right? Because what they tell you to do is like to make sure you don't have uh, wet dreams. You lay on your back. You wear uh, like comfortable, like open underwear uh, that's like more free, and that so you don't have any constriction. Uh, you don't have a full bladder because that can cause it as well. And then you also don't think any, like, lustful thoughts that night. And, you know, I had I had none of those things, and I still just, I soaked my, my whole thing. You <laughs> know, the camel hair underwear, completely. Uh, reference Damn. to our last episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't laugh, so I had to explain it. <laughs> no, uh, so, yeah, I, I, like, I woke up, and then my girlfriend was still up. Uh, it was probably, like, 3 in the morning or something. And then I just get up, and she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just drenched myself. <laughs> she's like, you didn't even move. I was like, yeah, just it's like peeing yourself at night. That's what it feels like. <laughs> and then I just immediately, like, whatever, changed my underwear, rolled over, and fell asleep. <laughs> and I guess last time I had, uh, uh, God, I don't remember what it was. I was in, like, a daze, like, a long time ago when it had happened. And I told her, like, oh, I, I definitely, uh, it's, like, everywhere. I was like, do you want to smell it? And so this time, uh, I had got off the bed, and she was like, I don't want to smell it. <laughs> she just preemptively <laughs> told me, she was like, I don't. I was like, dude, this is, like, 35 days. <laughs> like, this is, I'm, like, in wax dark territory, bro. I was like, dude, we can make a candle out of this shit. I'm telling you. Jesus. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you know, I have to say, uh, all joking aside and um, <clears throat> immature wet dream story aside, um, I definitely feel the effect of finally having that more in the background, you know. And I, in fact, I'm getting more annoyed with how promiscuous I see everything on TV and everything is. Yeah. It just feels like 
everybody's trying to manipulate men into jerking off, basically. Mm -hmm. And now that I, I've channeled so much hatred towards it, and I am finally able to wrestle this... I, I think the best way to equate testosterone is sort of like fire. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't waste it, I mean, you spend all this time like trying to get rid of anxiety and wasting it, um, then you can actually use the fire for something productive. Mm -hmm. And I definitely find that uh, although I still struggle with focus, I think that's something I have to train to like work on. Um, I think that I'm getting a lot better at being able to do the things that I want to do yeah. uh, and have the motivation to do them. So gotcha. Overall, day 36, positive. Good stuff. I'm excited to see where I am on day 60, maybe. <laughs> uh, but to go back to immature stories for a minute, I want to mention yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I have this story I wrote. So I had to pee, right? Yeah. I, um... I was at a friend's house. Okay. And I was leaving. We had played board games and stuff for the night. And uh, it was about a 30-minute drive home. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like I have to pee. And, I, you know, I'm just not going to. I'll just hold it. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. You know, I got all this uh, testosterone. I, I've been, uh, you know, pee retention. That's yeah. what we'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I... Um, I get out to my car and I sit down and I realize very quickly as I'm pulling out of the driveway that that was a mistake. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I and, and, <laughs> yeah. And as I'm driving, it, it ended up becoming more and more of a mistake as time went on. Because it wasn't simply like, oh, you have to pee. It was like, okay, I had my phone on for GPS and I'm like watching it. I'm like, okay, I, I'm like literally physically watching the time it takes to get to me, get to my house. So that's like kind of working against me. Then I realize in those moments how bad the roads actually are, right? Because you have to pee, yeah, and so then there's potholes everywhere. Every and, and I'm just hitting every single one. And it's like 12 at night, so it's dark out. I can't see. I can't avoid them. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I got to pee, but I can't. And so I was like, all right, well, I have to battle between do I go faster and then risk getting pulled over, thus taking longer to pee? Yes. Or do I... So I'm having this huge debate in my head, right? Uh -huh. Back and forth. I'm like, do I go slower to make the potholes less painful? But then also, like, I don't know. There's a, a huge... And then that's going to also take longer. Mm -hmm. Or do I gamble and risk the cop getting me? So whatever. All this is happening. And then subconsciously, I hear a noise, right? As I'm driving, I'm following the GPS. And I, it didn't register consciously what that noise was until I pull up to the fucking railroad tracks and a train is, like, coming by, <laughs> right? And I realize, oh, my God. It's the middle of the night, and I and I have to wait for a train now. That's added even more time to my route, and I can't see the beginning of the train or the end of the train. So at this point, I'm debating, like, holy shit, this train could be here for another five minutes. I was like, should I get out of the car and pee? Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, okay, well, if I do that, then all these people are going to see me. And then I was like, well, what if I just roll down my window and then aim 45 <laughs> degrees and then, I was, and then I was thinking about that and I'm like okay well if I aim 45 <laughs> degrees out of it the problem is is that P starts and ends like a bell curve yeah, so you're going to end you up can't. peeing on yourself and start and the end of it and then I was like wait my dad told me he was going to fix my windows and so I can't even open my windows right now <laughs> so I'm like trapped in here basically Yeah, and he took that whole panel out just ripped it out <laughs> so, and so even when I go to drive throughs I have to open my door now and get out and be like yeah thank you so I'm sitting there, the train's going by, and I'm like, oh my god, and then I'm having this other debate 
uh, of debating whether, like, well, maybe I'll just pee into my water bottle, right? <laughs> maybe I'll just dump it out. And then I was thinking, like, okay, well, I have so much pee in here that it's going to shoot back right yeah. at me, right? Like, the water bottle is not big enough to contain the sheer amount of pressure that's building up like a rock in my, in my bladder right now. So then the train passed. I'm like, okay, I think I can make it longer, right? And then a new un, uh, a new unfounded fear appears. Deer are trying to block me. Okay, they literally manifest in front of me. And I have to stop kind of abruptly. And I'm sitting there thinking like, oh my God, if I have to stop abruptly again, I'm just going to piss myself, right? And then I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, I also eat a lot of asparagus, so I can't just pee myself, right? My car is going to smell like shit for fucking months. It's like I have, it smells so bad when you eat asparagus, you could probably just mark territory with <laughs> no one would ever go near it. So I'm like, oh my... So now I have to drive slower, right? Because I don't want to abruptly stop and then end up having to, you know, either hit deer, pee myself, or a combination of both, or any of the other animals, woodland creatures, that decide to come out in the night. God. So now I'm turning into, like, a schizophrenic, where I'm, like, <laughs> blinking my brights on and off, like, literally every moment, like, a car is far enough away, yeah. just to see if I can see any glowing eyes <laughs> in the distance on the sides of the roads and all this stuff. And I'm still driving home, you know, and then every light, it turns red as per usual, right? You always, oh, yeah. Every... You're, you're like, please, this moment, I just need <laughs> greens, and you only get reds. I'm stopping all this time. And then finally, as I'm in the home stretch to my house, I, I finally understood for the first time in my life what all these feminists talk about when they talk about the patriarchy, right? Because everything I saw turned into a phallic object. You know, it wasn't just like, it was, I literally, the only thing on my mind was penises, right? Yeah. And I could understand the oppression, right? I could understand the whole world yeah. is phallic centric, right? <laughs> Every tree was a piece of wood that was radiating urinary, <laughs> urination everywhere. You know, every single fire hydrant, it was just stored up bladders of pee just waiting to be completely just, like every pole every everything and it just turned into a penis so i finally understood what it was like to be a feminist and then i get home into the driveway and i thought man this story is so funny that i'm gonna hold it longer while i write it down right because i'm thinking like i gotta be in the moment right i gotta write it down as i'm feeling it because otherwise <laughs> I, i'm not gonna remember it right i'm not gonna remember it feels like a rock i'm not gonna remember the anxiety the like gambling the like uh Faustian bargains i'm trying to do with the devil just to make sure i don't piss this asparagus piss in my car and have to spend five weeks airing it out with some sort of like osmosis atmosphere cleaner like I don't know dude what bleach my whole thing make my car seats black to white whatever um, and then after that point it, it, it became hard to walk right oh, because yeah. I wrote it down and then it, I was laughing and then I had to stop laughing because then I would have peed myself <laughs> and so it just wasn't funny at all and then I'm like hobbling into my house fumbling my keys as I open the door uh, and then I peed and then that was that story yeah let me ask you was this out in the country yeah why didn't you just stop on the side of the road? I thought it would make a better story if I just felt the It pain. did. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I wouldn't have told you it if I'd done that. I mean, like, if I were you, <laughs> once that train got there, I would have been like, it's midnight. You know what? I thought that, but there was lights at the train tracks, and there was a bunch of cars. On the other side? Yeah. No, on our side. Uh, like, oh. uh, because it was, uh, but, like, it was, uh, two or three lanes or something yeah. on my side. There was a car to the left of me and stuff. So you weren't, you weren't on a dirt road. No, okay, no. I was assuming At, his, dirt at his house, it was, like, more of the city area. Okay. And then I moved out towards the country. Gotcha. Uh, which is funny because the roads just got worse as we got more yeah. of the country. <laughs> um, Damn. but. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I think that's all the stories I have about bodily fluids and everything Excellent. today. Yeah, I think I covered my full range of <laughs> various things. <laughs> all that of the Speaking of exiting things, okay, so uh, I don't know if you have any other things you specifically wanted to mention. Well, I have the next thing, but yeah, go. Y- yeah, yeah, okay, I have to mention this. So in those books that I downloaded... Uh, there, there's a couple of interesting things. I guess the first thing that I thought was particularly interesting is uh, there was a bunch of self-help books, like hundreds of gigs of them or tens of gigs of them. I don't remember. Yeah. And I was looking through it, and there was a bunch of dating advice books, which were just really entertaining. Oh, yeah. uh, one of them was called, like, The Text God, and uh, he talks about how to, like, get laid. He's like, I'll teach you to get from point A to point B, B being the bedroom, baby. <laughs> He's like, with just text. He's like, these are the emojis you got to use. He's like, don't use anything else or you're a sissy beta male. God. <laughs> uh, but I, that was pretty funny. I, I skimmed that book and some of the, some of the parts were kind of interesting. Uh, one of his like, uh, points of advice was, if a girl brings up anything, uh, don't be a geek about it. Just literally Google one fact about that thing and then present it to her as if you knew that fact. <laughs> like, the example he gives is, like, a Ukrainian girl he was trying to bang said, like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm listening to this jazz musician. And then his response in the text message was, oh, the father of jazz music? I know him, or whatever, or something like that. And she was like, wow, you know him? That sort of thing. And he's like, yeah, but I'm going to bed. We'll talk about it at dinner tomorrow, or something like that. <laughs> so he's I can like, do intense research. Yeah, he's yeah. like, literally just do Google and find one fact about that thing and then present it as if you already knew it because you'll come off as more intelligent. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Uh, and then he has this like uh, kind of like psychologically interesting one where he's, he said that if you're gonna send a text message to a girl and you want her to remember it, accompany it with a picture because she'll like remember the picture more than the text message. I was like, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That's not crazy. It sounds interesting um, and stuff like that. So I'll read, I'll read more of that and tell you. There, <laughs> there's also this one where it was uh, a dating advice book, but it was like a conversation between a like a beta male and then like a magical creature that manifested to help him get laid or whatever. <laughs> And have like long lasting relationships. Anime garbage. I, like it was weird, but one of the uh, advice things that I read that I thought was pretty entertaining was uh, this guy was like, "Man, why do I keep getting friend zoned all the time? Like I keep talking to girls and I keep getting friend zoned, and the magical creature manifests itself, and it's like, I'll show you why you get friend zoned." He's like, "When you hang out with your friends, what do you do?" And he's like, "Well, I guess you know, me and the boys will go do stuff. We'll go play basketball or something." And he's like. When women get together, what do they do? He's like, I guess they just talk about shit all the time, right? And then he's like, that's the difference. Like, if you just talk to women all the time, you're just like their friend. Yeah. So you have to go take them to do stuff. That's what they want. And I was take like, you know, th- this magical yeah. creature, yeah, I get it. He right? knows. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they do want to go out and do stuff. Maybe I need to stop. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he understands. Yeah. Well, that, that was pretty funny. But out of all the books, the Chinese secret herbal remedies and the dating advice books, uh, one of them caught my eye a little bit too well, right? I saw useful skills. I saw gardening. I saw, uh, like, animal husbandry. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw building weaponry. I was like, all of these are really useful. But you know what? 
I'm going to go to first. Uh Uh-huh. Miscellaneous skills, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it it stuck out like a sore thumb, right? I clicked on a random folder, and I saw it. A hundred-page book on how to hide anything. And I was like, this is a skill I need to learn. I need to obtain this particular skill. (laughs) So I'm reading this book, and it's like, if you want to hide anything, there are several questions you have to answer first. What are you hiding? And how big is it? Um, Who... Uh, is going to be looking for this item. Uh, how long do you have to hide it? And how much money do you want to spend on hiding it? And I'm like, these are all really useful questions to figure out yeah. if you're going to hide something. <laughs> and then he like starts getting into the advice of like like how to hide stuff. So you're like, oh, smaller objects. He's like, okay, uh, most people, you know, they just hide stuff kind of uh, randomly. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to flip over all your chairs. You're going to hollow some of the foam out, okay? Uh (laughs) And then you're going to put the stuff in there, and then you're going to restaple it. Usually pretty easy. I was like, okay, that's a weird one, but that's that's interesting, right? Then he's like, if you're trying to hide pills, take all your chair legs and hollow them out. And then just put the pills in there and then cap them off. And I was like, that's, you know, nobody's going to find that. That's a a good idea. And then he's like, hollow core doors, right? They're all hollow. Just rip off the sides of the doors and the top and put like a velcro like piece on it and then you can have your little cubby inside of there i'm like dude i don't think anyone's gonna find that he's like just make sure you have like a pot of soup a pot of food is a great place to hide anything all the time he's like i leave a, a pot of fat on my uh oven all the time and if i ever have any unwanted guests i can just put my pistol right into the uh <laughs> right into the fat and it'll it'll melt and then just level out so it looks like there's nothing in there i'm like okay this is kind of weird. And he's like, and then books, right? People love those hollowed books. Okay. He's like, that's sissy gay people use the book. He's like, if you're going to do the book, here's how you do it. You get a big book with a bunch of thin pages, right? And then somewhere in the middle, about an inch wide, you cut out the square and then you take the item inside the book because most people, they're only going to thumb through the book. They're not going to see all through the book. And if it's just in one section of the book, it's less likely they find it. And you tape the item inside of there because most of the time people will flip the books upside down, fan the pages, stuff falls out. Yeah. Right? So this time it doesn't. I was like, you know, this guy's got some pretty... And then he's like, so now you got to hide shotguns in your house. He's like, how are you going to hide a shotgun, right? It's pretty big. You're going to need space for that. And he's like, so basically you're going to you're gonna create a false pipe underneath your sink. And you're just going to attach it to the sink. And it's going to look like a real pipe, but it's not. It's holding your shotgun. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I thought you were going to say, like, okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to you're gonna cut out a piece of your drywall, put the gun in there, and then put a piece of paper over it and paint it, so that way when you need your shot, you just punch the wall. No, literally, there is advice like that in there. It's like, if you're going to be redoing the walls anyways, why not just put, put a shotgun in there? Yeah, put a shotgun in there. Oh, my goodness. I haven't read the whole thing. I read most of it, but I was like, this is so funny. You, you like, die, and, like, someone's, like, selling your house and new people move in they're like leaning on the wall and just rip through. The- there's like somebody, grenades in here somebody's like, like which is the hot water pipe and which is the cold water pipe what's this third pipe and then they pull it out shotgun ball fires off like oh shit uh, they also talk about like false bottom drawers it's actually really easy you just yeah. take like match uh boxes or whatever 
and then you put like a false bottom on top of the matchboxes yeah. and whatever. So as long as they don't tip over the thing. It's fine. Uh, and then you talked about some like convoluted stuff of using magnets to make sure it's held in place in case they tip it over and stuff like that and whatever. Yeah. You know, but... That was Jesus. that was really funny to me, and it, and it's a useful miscellaneous skill. I mean, it's useless until I hide something. Yeah. But when I need to hide something, it's gonna be very. You already useful. have it. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm gonna hollow all my chair legs out. <laughs> well, now that you announced it, is mm. it really a hiding spot? Yeah. So that's what I wonder too about the fact that like he made this book right, and in the opening in the opening lines, he's like. Uh, He's like, in an increasing uh, world where your privacy is at stake and the government just wants any excuse to come in your house and look through your shit, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to hide stuff. And I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, well, you published this book, so all they got to do is fucking read the book yeah. and they're going to know where all the shit is. Oh, hey, guys, just push on the wall so yeah. there'll be paper. Maybe, like, the fundamentals of hiding, but without telling the hiding places? Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to, if anything, having a new book... Every, like, five years is what you need to do, right? Yeah. Because then they're going to have to keep up by buying your book, and the feds are going to have to buy the book. So you're going to at least have guaranteed sales from the feds. <laughs> Did he, at any point, just go, like, pl- hide it in plain sight? Did no, I didn't see it. I no. did not see anything. Like, the last thing I read was like, oh, just random food containers. You're going to repurpose them and put your shit in there. Perfect. And he's like, you need to relabel them with the food. <laughs> just leave them in your fridge and your cupboard and your pantry. I'm like, I mean, I guess you could put, you know, some bullets in the spam can or something. <laughs> I, you know, whatever. Do you need to hide your Glock? Hollow out a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get one of those vegan types that literally never go bad because it's not real bread. <laughs> hollow it out. <laughs> Wait till put it in the sun until it gets hard, <laughs> and then hollow it out with a fucking saw. <laughs> Just, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And they, the feds come over like, "Yeah, we have a warrant to search." And he's like, "Would you like a sandwich?" <laughs> <laughs> like, where did he get that gun? <laughs> We checked all his pipes. Yeah. <laughs> Every pipe. I knocked on all the walls. <laughs> you didn't check my gutters, you filthy feds. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to sit down in this chair? It feels a little light. <laughs> is there enough padding in here? <laughs> um, so what I was thinking while you were in your car yeah. is I was I, I began uh, the power of now. Yeah. Something that you said that I would do in five years. I've yeah. now done in a few months. Wow, you're yeah. here. I'm 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 nowing. You're nowing. Um I've only gotten through the first chapter so far. Okay. I am doing the audiobook, which uh what's the author Ed Toll? Eckert Toll. Eckert yeah. Toll. Yeah. So he's reading it. He wow. had, he's like German or something? Yeah, I don't Dutch? know. I, I read it myself cuz he he looked like he had an accent. He does, but it's it's understandable. Okay. And what I like about like when someone does their own audiobook, they always add jump. Yeah. So, like, he, he'll have, like, random segments of other stuff, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Um, so, I got through chapter one, and I was telling my fiancé about this, okay? And it, as soon as he said, like, yeah, you just, the future and the past don't exist. Mm-hmm. You, you just got to focus on what's happening right now. I was like, man, I said that at some point. I was telling my fiancé about it, and she's like, you said that on our first date. I'm like... Yeah, I'm better than the guru. <laughs> You're like, I've already made it past this. Uh, unlocking my chakra. <laughs> yeah. 
I've already opened up the third gate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I uh, I actually still use the power not just about every day of my life. And yeah. I actually started. I was meditating yesterday, and I was using it, and I achieved that like now focus. Yeah, uh, which is it's awesome. It feels crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds so weird to say it, but it's one of those things where uh, it's just like peaceful calm and serenity as soon yeah. as you recognize it and i think the book helps a lot especially when you're reading it i don't know if he does it in the audiobook but he has these symbols for when you're supposed to pause as you read the book yeah you, yeah he uh they ring a bell okay yeah. yeah and i would just like read what he said and then i would like just close my eyes and pause and uh that helped a lot uh, yeah. getting into the spirit of the book i got a i was doing it i was doing it in probably a bad setting uh, I was playing video games while doing it, and I was like, like <laughs> the future and the like, past don't exist. <laughs> and I'm gaming. <laughs> like hunched over in yeah. my chair. Like, yeah, your back's not straight at all. None of the chakra can move up any more. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, bro. You got Doritos blocking your endocrine system. You know, hormones completely out of whack. Fucking fluoride <laughs> stares. You look at the screen. It's just fucking colors flashing. You're not making any progress. You're just fucking losing over and over again. <laughs> drooling. Yeah, drooling on yourself. You're fucking shitting in the bedpan. It's like, uh, yeah, bro, the power of now. <laughs> I'm living in now. I'm living in now. This is the moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've been doing that. Uh, no, I think I got to get like, so like the first chapter, I'm like, okay, I already like in my own mind, I'm like, yeah, no, there is only like be present in your current thing. The real thing for me, I think I've done it before. But I haven't gotten to the part where he describes exactly hmm. what it is, I guess. So, um, whenever we were meditating at the cabin, yeah. afterwards, I felt very present. Like, mm-hmm. walking around and stuff. Yeah. I think I was there, mm-hmm. but I don't, uh, I guess, acknowledge it, maybe. I don't yeah. know. So No, I get you. I, I, think, um, I think it becomes more present as you get like you do it more often yeah um because even yesterday i started i did it in the morning because i was like man my head feels like there's too many trains of thought happening yeah and then after i meditated for i don't know half hour or something it cleared out and then i felt just more present and directed and focused yeah and stuff like that so i'm wondering if i just need to meditate the start of all my days too i think that probably is a better plan uh, you know um this is weird like side you know eric andre yeah there was an interview with him, and he says, like, every morning he meditates for, like, a half hour. Hmm. Like, that guy seems pretty chaotic, but, like, he does, like, a lot of, like, meditation and junk like yeah. that. So, like, like I think that is, like, a really good way to start your day. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, who wants to do that? Or you just, you know. When you just game. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> 24-7. Sponsored by Bill Gates himself. Microsoft, <laughs> baby! <laughs> That's what it, yeah. Call of Duty 30. <laughs> Me and the boys are dropping in in this Battle Royale cook-off. <laughs> That's right. Cooking Mama meets Battle Royale meets Call of Duty Future Sci-Fi, baby. Pre-order now and get the Gordon Ramsay skin. <laughs> yeah. Pre-order now for an extra $100. You can get a single gun skin. <laughs> but no one else has it. It has Gordon Ramsay's signature on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Compliments to the chef. <laughs> <laughs> it's bloody raw. <laughs> That's what it says every time you shoot. <laughs> you fucking wanker. <laughs> it's 
you are! It's just like... God. <laughs> <laughs> the bullets are like peas or something. <laughs> like... It's just uncooked peas. <laughs> it's they're frozen. See, that's what makes them penetrate. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what gives them the little welts and the yeah. bruises on their skin. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, so hopefully when I finish the, I think it's a seven-hour audiobook. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably do like a chapter a day or something like that. Yes, that's probably a good way to do it. Yeah, I'd probably get in a peaceful, more peaceful environment. That's the plan. Yeah. I was I wanted to start it, and I was like already at my desk, and yeah. I was like, um, I I want to put on something, but. I bought the audiobook a while ago, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I'll listen to that next, like, if I have a plane ride or, like, a long car ride, I'll start it then, mm-hmm. but haven't. You just that. felt like it. You needed it. You you knew at this time, you were like, I need to live in the now. I'm too, I'm living too much in the past and the yeah. future, and I need to get out of it. <laughs> no, I'm actually just a giant sucker. <clears throat> that moment that you said... I wouldn't finish it for another five years, so I'll show him. <laughs> and then you waited, like, months. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna forget that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one of those things, right? I, I, I'm, uh, I tend to do it too. People be like, oh, you should do this. You'd really like it. And I know I would like it, but I still have this aversion to doing it because somebody told me to do yeah. it. So it just it takes a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just gonna start taking advice better, frankly. But uh, yeah, no, I'm glad you started it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a you know, I I like those self help or whatever you want to call them books. Yeah. Because, like, I've listened to, I've done that one, I've done, like, the love language one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to, like, I, it's weird, I hate fiction books. Yeah. Like, I don't know why, like, I just cannot get in. Once someone's, like, droning on about, like, how, like, cool the landscape in the, is in their fantasy world, I'm like, this is just some dude's, like, wet dream. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I want to be in this meadow right now, so I'm going to write about it for two pages. Wow. You know, but, um... Nonfiction and like biographies and stuff. I act for whatever reason. I'm like, yeah. You know, I, I do feel similarly. I've read a bit of uh, fiction, and I do like fiction. Uh, I think fiction for me is if it's a challenge, that's when I'm more likely to read it. Oh yeah. Like if it's a difficult book. Like if I'm reading, if I'm attempting to read something that's, I don't know. Sometimes it has to have a gimmick too. Like I'm really a big fan of the Olipo uh, movement, mm-hmm. which is like people that do weird things to try to um like they give themselves almost like a prison or a set of rules to follow and then they like write something according to it so yeah i guess the easiest example is uh void which is uh an entire book without the letter e yeah it's a whole book and (laughs) it's funny it was written in french and then translated into english oh my god which is even more impressive for the translator yeah uh, to (laughs) translate the entire book (laughs) Um, but stuff like that is really compelling. I also like difficult stuff. Like I did enjoy Infinite Jest by David Foster Wallace is a huge book, but it's really engaging. Mm. Um, and then I got to read more James Joyce, but eventually I'm going to tackle Ulysses, which is just a really difficult, hard to understand book without a bunch of context and stuff like that. Gotcha. I also read more, uh, uh, Jade, uh, recommends to me like just more of uh, like young adult fiction and stuff like that so i have read uh quite a bit of that too i just recently finished the like mediator or uh the second mediator book it's like this book by (laughs) meg cabot and like the whole story is this girl can see ghosts and and then like the shenanigans uh ensue 
because she goes to us. She gets moved to a school in California where the only other person that can see ghosts is like the priest of this Catholic academy. <laughs> and so they like, are, he is obviously from like the old Catholic or Christian doctrine and he's trying to like not exercise them but help them pass on. Yeah. And she's just using like weird Brazilian voodoo to like send them to the afterlife <laughs> through like chicken parts and stuff like that. Yeah, she just doesn't care. She's like your teenager and she's like, all my life, my family thinks I'm just a shitty brat. But no, because I can see ghosts. <laughs> She's like, all the cops picking me up at night, Mom, that wasn't... I was fighting ghosts. And, like, it's weird because she can punch ghosts and stuff, too. I don't know. It's, it's weird. There's, it, uh, oh, and then there's a ghost that's haunting her room. And it's a hot guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't want to exercise that Yeah, one. well, no, she doesn't. She doesn't want uh, Jesse to pass over at all. It's uh, <laughs> He's like, please kill me. No, he's like, he's like whatever. He, she They, uh are like awkward so she's only heard about his history from some like she has a, a brainiac stepbrother uh, who who like researches everything he's like the like the like eponymous like <coughs> smart kid archetype or whatever yeah. and he looked up into the history of like the ghost inhabiting for <laughs> her and it was some romantic relationship where back when this house was a tavern he got shot i don't know whatever <laughs> he's a hot dude and he's built and uh and i think at some point in some book they're gonna make out that's what i'm waiting for wow yeah. <laughs> uh but usually i prefer nonfiction. yeah yeah anything about math science psychology neuroplasticity self-help yeah uh, religion all those yeah self-help and just like for i i think like for me right it's it's all about like can i um uh uh uh, uh see that like if it's anything about brains really that's yeah. about it like if it's about like some kind of brain like oh hey uh you know everybody thinks this way until they do this i'm like oh yeah yeah, okay. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, brain learning about the brain. Ooga booga. Yeah. I'm a fan. That's right. <laughs> I'm the bunga. I think I appreciate most when I read... And it's, it. there are examples of fiction, re, uh, really well-written fiction, that can impart on you similar lessons. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like even when you read stories out of, uh, like, the Bible or the mm -hmm. fables, uh, like Aesop's fables and stuff. Yeah. It's like you can learn skills through those parables and and you can view the theme and it can become personal for you and almost where it would be an anecdote for somebody else you can feel the power and understand what they're trying to say yeah they just articulated it in a way that was a narrative rather than just a plain line gotcha. um, but yeah. i yeah i i i see value in both and i see value in both ways of telling but i also I'm just more of a nonfiction person myself. Yeah, I agree. But at some point, I'm gonna write a book, bro. Yeah, you better be ready. I'm gonna write a self help book, is what I think. I I'm was gonna say we should write a book together. Yeah. Oh, even better. Yeah, for the podcast. Exactly. That's great. And then we go to like you go to like a I don't know if we could go to the bookstore or something yeah. wherever there's one of those and do like a signing. Yeah. And no one would show up. Oh my god, that is a great idea. <laughs> we could do a podcast for on the sign. Oh my god, with no one showing up. Yeah, we would have to like get someone. In, we would have to get whoever owns the bookstore in on it. Yeah, right, and then be like, we're gonna do. We do this podcast. We're releasing a book. No one's gonna buy it. Yeah, but we're gonna sit here and do a podcast while signing books. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I feel there's got to be a bookstore that gets really low traffic uh -huh. in an obscure area, and they just have like a like Mondays. For two hours, just an open slot where no one comes in. There is a town that we live in 
that, that has a bookstore. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we'll ask them. <laughs> they sell more Dungeons and Dragons stuff than actual books. There you go. Um, so yeah, that would be good. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. We're gonna do that, and then we can just Amazon self-publish all of them. <laughs> And just have actual physical copies of everything there. <laughs> we would probably only get like a hundred physical copies just for that library, and then everything else is just digital. Yeah. yeah. We could even go to each library and be like, you need to stock this book. <laughs> hey, can I interest you in selling this book? Yeah, this is this is hot off the press. <laughs> this is like the latest information on whatever it is we're talking about. Um, yeah, uh, the information. Yeah, the, you like information, right? This is a place that stores information. <laughs> Damn. Um, speaking of information, yeah, my grandpa, I went and visited him, uh, not while I was sick. So the week before that, yeah. um, and like, I always just go and visit him. I bring him a coffee. Mm-hmm. He always wants a, a small coffee with half a cream, not even a full cream. Yeah. You should go to the place with the topless girls, take a picture of the girl serving the coffee <laughs> and then give that to him with the coffee. Even better. I'll just bring him down to his car i'll drive him he's in a wheelchair yeah. so i'm gonna I'll, I'll bring him into the car and then yeah. we'll go drive you know a half Be like hour. grandpa i got this great coffee place i just tried recently you're gonna love it <laughs> yeah no he would uh that would be interesting for him you should do that i want to know what happens <laughs> no he doesn't want to leave the house hmm. last time we uh like the there's two places he goes to physical therapy and the other places he goes to Big Boy after physical therapy. Okay. So he'll go to Big Boy. He loves Big Boy. He knows all the waitresses there. He knows exactly what to order. I brought him to a restaurant once and he was like, just out of his element. He's like, this is not where I belong. This isn't Big Boy. He's like, what's even on the menu? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, Grandpa, just order the eggs or the senior special. He's like, I'll do the senior special. Good, good. It's the same way you get a big boy. Yeah, they yeah. ask questions. He's like, this isn't my routine. <laughs> I've had a habit of going to big boy. Exactly. Um, yeah. So anyways, I went and visited him. Yeah. And so my goal, because um, he's getting older, right? He likes reminiscing about when he was a, a young boy, as any old person does. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was telling me this time about the when he was uh, a newspaper delivery boy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He was 14, okay, and he was working, you know, in like a little, you know, it was like a subdivision back a long time ago. I've been to the house because my great-grandma lived in it whenever she was still alive, and there was two trailer parks nearby, right? Um, and so he was in charge of delivering newspapers to all those trailer parks and his little sub, his like one street. So... In his mind, he's like, I made a lot of money doing this because trailer parks are so close together, didn't have to do anything. He would, like, bring all the the papers over and, like, he could hand out, like, 300 papers within an hour or two. Like, easy money. And so, like, he became, like, a mogul. Like, he was, like, like the star. Like, uh, <laughs> the newspaper they worked for would be like, hey, you're coming on this trip because you sold this many newspapers? And you're going to go over and sell newspapers in wherever place we're, we're bringing you. All right. So he's like been to trips like Niagara Falls and like New York. And like, I think he went to like Texas at one point. Wow. Like, so weird. They just yeah. brought him out and they're like, go sell newspapers. So he was telling me a story about when he went to New York. <clears throat> it's him and like eight other kids. And there's like two chaperones. He said like the moment that they got to New York, the chaperones were like, all right, so in two days, so the hotel is over there, 
Um, and then in two days, we're going to meet back here and we'll get on the train at, at, at 7 p.m. <laughs> and then, like, they just took off. <laughs> wow. And so my grandpa had, like, you know, he made a bunch of money from the newspaper. So he was, like, in New York. Like, he's like, yeah, we would take the train back and forth because he was, like, 14. <laughs> And so he was like, you know, getting in trouble in New York and chunk. And he was like, yeah, all, me and the other guys were just, you know, running around in the middle of the night, like doing all this junk for two days. Yeah, for two days. And I'm like, what were the the you know the chaperones? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, they probably just went to the bar. Yeah, <laughs> just for like, like man, I got I. <laughs> they're sitting there at the bar. He's like, Jerry, how many, uh, how many think you're going to show up, uh, in two days time? He's like, oh, maybe five. <laughs> five out of, what'd you say? Eight? Ten, yeah. yeah. Five of them. Yeah. How many do we have again? Yeah. Like they didn't care. They're yeah. just like, go, go do it. Yeah. Go, go sell stuff. Maybe, you know, whatever you gotta sell. Yeah. But some kid comes back. He's like, I've been selling crack for days. <laughs> I love it. Well, so his, his. He was a, a salesman, right? So he would, um, like, while he was in New York, he had to sell a certain amount of papers. Mm-hmm. So he would go to, like, an apartment complex and be like, hey, uh, I'm from, you know, a, a ways from here. Would you like to buy a newspaper, our local newspaper? Um, if you stay there for two months, I get to go on another trip. So just keep paying for two months and you can cancel. I don't care after that. Mm-hmm. And that, that was his pitch. And people bought it. Like, wow. they're like, oh, this young kid, just this young strapping lad. Here's yeah. money. Goodbye. Yeah. There you go. A couple cents to get this weird peasant out of my, yeah. my uh, high five-star hotel. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, he then, uh, once he turned 15, uh, bought a car. Um, like an old, like, four, he said it was a four-door Ford. And he said the first day that he drove it, he ran into another car because the, the back doors, right, it had like the, the normal ones in the front and then the back ones opened backwards. So it was like kind of weird. And I guess one of the ones on the driver's side didn't stay closed. Hmm. So like it, it started swinging open. He turned around to like close it and then he like ran into another car because <laughs> he's turned around 15. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine a 15-year-old that can buy his own car. Uh-huh. That, I mean... <laughs> I know. I'm, like, hearing him talk about all this, and he's like, yeah, no, and then, uh... He, because of old cars, right? You, you had to take care of them, like, really well. Like, every, what, 100 miles, you put in new spark plugs. and hmm. So, like, you know, he was saying, like, oh, yeah, no, it, you know, his dad, like, knew all this mechanic stuff, and his dad had one of those, uh... God, it was like a, it was like a beater. Even back then, it was like a pile of garbage. But he tuned it up so well that he would destroy people because it had like a, um, had rear wheel drive or all wheel drive really. But you know, he modified it to have all wheel drive. Oh man! And so my grandpa was saying like he remembered like a story of like him in his in the car with his dad and like some youngsters pulled up and like. You want to race? And like his dad was like, and just like freaking destroyed them. <laughs> and those kids would like come up to the house, like, whoa, what's in that thing? Like, <laughs> he's like, just changed my spark plugs a mile ago. <laughs> Got some professional, yeah. The secret spark plugs every day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, my grandpa was like paying for their parents' mortgage through delivering newspapers. Wow. 
a long time ago. Man, could you imagine when money had power? I know. Wow. Imagine that. Yeah, imagine <laughs> being able to make money that actually is, it can afford something. Yeah, that's it's. I was amazed. I saw a house today that was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. One bedroom, one bathroom, oh, no. 700 square feet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. Can you imagine? Bro, I'd go build a fucking cabin in the woods for less than that. God. 10 grand. A single room, 10 by 10. There you go. Dude, I I mean, me and my fiance moved in two years ago, and mm. we checked the value of our house already is up 50 grand. Wow. That's crazy. It's stupid. Just yeah. from probably inflation in general, yeah. but housing market is going to be horrible all right prediction for the podcast do you have any predictions prediction yeah i'm pulling out my nostradamus here okay let me uh just yeah go into now okay (laughs) i think i'm here okay hey welcome welcome to now i'm not thinking about the past or the future even though thinking about the past would give me a better prediction i'm not going to think about it no i don't right now I'm looking at house prices, and I'm saying they're going to go up another 50000 And then it's going to crash. I think there's going to be a food shortage in October. Okay. And that's all I think. We'll see. That's all you think? That's food it. shortage. Food shortage. Really? That's what I think is coming up. We haven't gone through a food shortage before. I saw fertilizer prices doubling even more than they were in 2008. Oh, so do you think... It's not necessarily a food shortage. It's just that food's going to get really expensive. It's either going to get, re- I think it's going to get really expensive, and then people aren't going to farm as much. And then you know, uh, Bill Gates bought hundreds of acres of farmland. I think he owns the most farmland in the United States at this point in time. Why? Yeah, I don't know. It was like a year ago. Probably this guy's getting weird. Man. He's he is weird, bro. Yeah, that's that's not. We normal. love Microsoft. We're a big fan of Bill Gates and everything he does. I'm so looking forward to the bugs. <laughs> I can't wait to eat bugs. Can do you, yes, yeah. <laughs> actually, just replace the food with bugs. Yeah. Um. Oh my god! I actually uh. What? Well, the other day oh. I saw <laughs> my new favorite food product uh, at the store, which I got to show you. I You were digging through the chair, and I really thought you were hiding something. And I was like, <laughs> oh, you already used the knowledge. All right, so you're going to love this. I went to the store, and we were going to get eggs. And then I saw something that is amazing. It's called Just Egg. <laughs> okay, but the, the irony is that it's, it's not, not eggs. eggs. Oh it's my. made from plants. Oh, God. So let me go ahead and read you. It says Just Egg. I just want to read you what is in this egg. Yeah. Okay? So this is Just Egg. Water. Mung bean protein isolate. Expeller pressed canola oil. Contains less than 2% of dehydrated onion, gel and gum, carrot extracts, natural flavors, turmeric extractives, potassium citrate, salt, soy lectin, lecithin, sugar, tapioca syrup solids, tetrasodium viroposphate, transglutaminase, niacin as a preservative. Contains soy. And the best part is... It's that it's made in a facility that processes egg. <laughs> like, bro, just fucking stock the eggs, you idiots. Oh, Who is that for? I, Vegans? I, honestly, I don't know, because at the end of the day, it like, all an egg is is an unfertilized egg, right? Yeah. It's not like you're killing an animal. Like, chickens naturally lay eggs. Yeah. The, I think the argument for, like, people who are, like, vegan and chunks are, like, yeah. they're mistreating the chickens. Yeah. 
which I, yeah maybe if you want know. our vegan argument you can see the end of episode I don't know seven I ranted Somewhere about yeah the that chicken yeah simulant <laughs> yeah, yeah simulant chicken nuts <laughs> oh man damn um so I have there's one more subject and it might be a big subject who knows okay we'll see I, I just ended immediately yeah, just, <laughs> like well that's cool I got this other thing. <laughs> You just go like, yeah, and then I saw um, hash browns, yeah. and look at the ingredients of hash brown. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Simulant hash brown? They, these people don't even eat potatoes anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> they said that the eyes of the potatoes, that's actually yeah. thats actually a living thing. Yeah, it's a, it always, you know, they root outwards, and so that's living. You know, just like living things, bro. That, that's I right. Just, yeah. So they just took chemicals out of the air, they took smog from California, and just bottled it, yeah. and now you can eat that as yeah. hash browns. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need, bro. Yeah, they just they just compacted it into a potato shape. But it's just like it's just like McDonald's chicken nuggets where there's only like four shape presses. Yeah. They got the boot. They got the, the weird oblong circle. They got, I don't know if you knew that, but chick, no. yeah, chicken nuggets from McDonald's only have four distinct shapes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they try to make it look natural. But it's probably just like ground up every part of the chicken. It is, yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, but have you ever heard of ego death? Yes, I have. I've heard that it it typically happens with like uh, when people take drugs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I took drugs. Okay. Okay. And I think I did it. I you, think it happened. You think you did it? Yeah. So basically, um, we were given edibles. Okay. By a friend of my fiance's. Okay. And these were homemade, so you don't know the quantity of yeah. drugs. None of the milligrams, just Nothing. eat them. Just go for it. They were like, hey, um, start with a tenth, and we're like, no, we'll be okay. We'll do a quarter. I like these. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we ate it, right? And we're me and my fiance are both like, it's not really doing anything. Do you want to just... Well, we got other, you know, other edibles, right? So we'll just cut one in half, and we'll split that, and that'll probably be good enough, right? So we both take that, and then, like, after we take that, we're, like, realizing, wait a second, this thing's a slow burner, because, <laughs> like... It's already hit. I can see the moon now. <laughs> um, but anyways, at a certain point, I literally was, in my head, I was thinking about um, how I was, like, naming parts of me that I see whenever uh, certain things happen. So when I get, like, really loud and annoying and, like, you know... Uh, I don't know. Uh, I talk over people in junk. I was like, "Damn, that's the that's that's Brad. That's Brad in my head. Not necessarily like a person that we know." Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds mean, but that's just what I like. You know, yeah. I don't mean it as like an outside thing. It's just in my head. I'm like, I'm gonna put a name to this, yeah. and that's what it is. Um. So like, I started like telling my fiance like, "Yeah, there's like this part of me that's like that's Brad. Like whenever I'm loud and stuff." That's not necessarily me. That's like something else decide like next to me. I'm like, wait a second. Something's different here. <laughs> like after I went into that whole thing and I was thinking, dude, I, I, I don't know. It was weird. It was wacky. You know, uh, when I was reading uh, Breaking the Cycle of Sex Addiction, it was this whole book that uses cognitive behavioral science. And it's what led me into the power of now. Yeah. Uh, because he used it to help heal people uh, from sex addiction mm -hmm. and like compulsive sexual behavior or whatever you want to call it. Um, and one of his uh, 
tools of advice that he suggested was to have conversations with yourself, Mm -hmm. um, but also to name these different aspects of your personality. Because most likely they're like a a vestige or like a part of the past you Mm -hmm. that exist. um, I think it's vestige. Yeah, it might be vestige. They're they're like vestiges of you in the past um, that are sort of like learned behaviors. And it wasn't until I read uh, Finish What You Started by John Acuff that he also had a pretty apt way to describe them too uh, as cuckoo birds. Because cuckoo birds um, in nature, they like lay their eggs and then they take their egg and put it into another bird's nest. And then that bird thinks it's their children and so they hatch it. And then uh, when the cuckoo bird hatches, it throws all the other cuckoo birds out of the nest and kills them. And then the mother keeps raising it until eventually the cuckoo bird becomes so large, larger than the bird itself that was helping it, that it kills that bird and then whatever goes on its life cycle. Um, And he characterized these thoughts in your head that are like pernicious and everlasting uh, from, they're like rules that you create. Uh, His example was that his father was a pastor and this pastor uh, had like, his father had said stuff about how you don't want to own things like you don't need materialistic goods you don't need rich things and stuff like that and he ended up equating over the course of time that success didn't mean like money and that like money wasn't success and that being rich was not success eventually so like that is kind of like the weird train of logic uh there was a similar story about a woman who um her mother and father got divorced and her mother had said something like, uh, don't invest yourself into a relationship that much. But that cuckoo bird had prevented her from developing like a meaningful relationship with her husband because she wanted to like dote on him and have emotional investment in it and those sort of things. So the idea was is that there, there are rules that you learn from the past, uh, whether they, you call them cuckoo birds or whether you call them like personalities, aspects of yourself. They're essentially just like rules from like, oh, I did something once and it turned out bad. And now I have like a little personality slash rule slash cuckoo bird that tells me how to live my life in the future sort of thing. So I definitely, I don't, uh, I forget what I, when I was trying the test of naming those aspects of my personality, I think I just called like the one that wanted to, um, like look at porn all the time just straight up coomer that's what i call them it's like yeah that sounds like something coomer would say or whatever (laughs) um but just even having that sort of discussion helps you become more like introspective as well uh which is i think a part of what the journal uh does as a benefit as well yeah i don't know what the like full scope and the full manifestation of ego death looks like, mm-hmm. but I do know that you can achieve it through meditation. drugs, meditation, yeah, just a lot of introspection and thought. Yeah. Um, I guess I just got to read more to figure it out. Yeah. But the, the, I think the only reason why I say that it was ego death and like, it, it was just like, all of a sudden I was like, um, weirdly, it was a meditative state, mm-hmm. right? It felt like very, uh, I wasn't really, I was present, but not, uh, I was present only in my head. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, uh, everything that I thought of like was there. <laughs> yeah. If that makes any sense. No, I, I get yeah. it. I, I think <clears throat> the only way I can, uh, verbalize how I feel when I meditate is it feels 
like my ego resides in like the prefrontal cortex of my head, like mm-hmm. the front of my brain. And then when I meditate, I move like up and back. Yeah. I feel like a voice is coming from up and back or like I can talk and think about things from up and back and it's not so centrally focused like right in the front of my head. Yeah. And I think the more that I practice switching between those, eventually mm-hmm. you can dissipate the ego. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, so you just mentioned something that I, I remembered also happened, right? I was talking um, to myself in my own head and junk, and I was like, so like, oh, am I talking to my subconscious right now? And then I'm like, but wait, would would it say anything? Like, (laughs) would my subconscious do something or would it just show me something or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think I was like, if like, you know, to put like words to it or whatever, I think I was talking to my subconscious. Mm -hmm. And that was showing me, like, an aspect of my personality that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And then, like, me naming it. And actually, like, in my head, I have a face that's permanently there now. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, that's a that's that's Brad right there. <laughs> yeah, that's this aspect of myself that is loud or yeah. has their own personality. Yeah. What makes this weird and bad is that we know someone named Brad. Yeah. And, and it, it's not that person. <laughs> So I don't mean any, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Just, you, the first name that fit and... It just looked know. like a Brad face. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know? <laughs> That's just what happened. You know, names go hand in hand with personalities sometimes. They do. I've, I've met a lot of people that uh, uh, are named a specific thing and they're all kind of that way too. I yeah. don't know what it is, yeah. I haven't met any... Well, I've only met girl Sams. Mm. I've never met another guy Sam. That is interesting. So maybe I'm a woman. Yeah, maybe you maybe you are. I've been a woman the whole time. Yeah. So Well listen, we finally got a girl on this podcast. That's right. I'm yeah. uh, gonna start shoving garlic up my vagina. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only way, dude. I mean, do that. <laughs> I mean Let's uh, get it, bro sis. <laughs> yes, queen. Yeah, queen. <laughs> Slay queen. <laughs> um but yeah, no, the the ego death thing. I thought that was it was interesting. I uh, I do, I hope that, I find, rather, to uh, get my words straight, mm-hmm. I find that uh, one of those, like, ego death, or whatever you want to call it, or just higher consciousness, or even practicing now, all of those aspects of, they, they last for, like, a period of time. Like, yeah. You can kind of get them to work. I, I hope that it gets longer and longer as time goes on. Mm. I don't know. For my case specifically, I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, even in the first case of the power of... Or the... Yeah, the first case. First chapter of Power of Now, they talk about how... Uh, or he talks about how, you know, um, just every day, just be present in, like, what you're doing. Like, walking upstairs. Be pre- mm. like think about how it feels to walk up the stairs and each step kind of like go like that's how the carpet feels this is how the railing feels i'm seeing blue wall you know all that junk um and like just if you're present in those i think that's how you extend that yeah you know yeah. what i mean i i've definitely found that even when i'm walking or listening to people i try to focus on my breath more mm-hmm. and just like feeling my body because a lot of conversations tend to be uh more like you're waiting to speak Mm-hmm. or it depends on the person sometimes when you talk to other people it feels like they just wait to talk and then it's not really relevant to what you just said yeah sort of thing but uh, i do agree when you come down to like feeling just how you feel in the moment when you're listening to somebody and you're not talking in your head then you can be more engaged with yeah. reality yeah 
I think it's weird. I think I cultivated like, so I used to read, this is uh, like a history thing. So I used to listen to and read a lot of like feminist podcasts mm-hmm. and like a lot of, like on Reddit, like the feminism thing. And I'm like, I just wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to study women, I think yeah, was what it was. Cause I didn't have like a, I had a girlfriend before then, but I didn't really like do whatever. I grew up with mostly females. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my family, like most of my cousins are that I hung out with and stuff. So it's kind of a weird thing in my own head to go like, oh, I want to like figure out girls or something. Yeah, I don't understand women. Yeah. And so I think the weirdest thing and the thing that I kept reading and hearing and all that junk was like not being able to listen very well. And that made like a bad man to a woman or whatever. I'm like, hey, and I'll just practice listening to people and junk so like i think that's how i got my fiance really Hmm. you know that's that's funny because i i feel i never made the distinction um even till more recently to uh or at least it hasn't been conscious even if i've heard it before i haven't actually sat and thought about it but i do recognize there's a lot of difference between emotional intelligence and just intelligence Mm -hmm. in the same way that you can train like willpower and observational skills, you can train your emotional intelligence. Your ability and capacity to empathize and connect with other people is something that is learned. Yeah. Um, now, if you're, yeah, I mean, it's not. It doesn't even have to be. Uh, I've seen books that talk about like the neuro linguistic programming when you talk to people, kind of like how car salesmen abuse like psychology of people in order to yeah. make them buy cars. But it doesn't even have to be that. It doesn't have to be that that if you want to call it evil or whatever yeah. it doesn't have to, you can actually truly have more foster long-lasting connections and uh a sense of presentness in the moment with somebody through just listening mm-hmm. and i do think that that is a skill that you know needs to be prioritized in some way yeah at some point in life well you don't really learn it like i guess you kind of try they try to teach it to you through like school maybe where they're like just sit down and listen to the math Mm -hmm. you know i I think I, i had a teacher in high school and i think the best thing he did was he uh he said that if anybody raised their hand and they responded to something that he was saying and then somebody else following that raised their hand they had to respond to what the person who initially raised her hand said Mm -hmm. because otherwise it was just like oh he calls on a person they were waiting to speak so they speak their thing oh he calls on another person they were waiting to speak to speak their thing and then it's just like this hodgepodge of conversation it's not really even a conversation yeah it's not real it's just a bunch of kids waiting to say whatever they thought of at that moment and then they're being validated by it by being called on whereas like if you actually want to have a discussion with people you have to sit down and listen Mm. and then just try to cut off which is where i think the power now comes in too to cut off that stream of conscious thoughts yeah. it was like constant bombarding whatever they are what are, you can call it ego thoughts voices people yeah it's associated with identity disorder <laughs> it doesn't matter uh, yeah <laughs> but uh damn yeah damn 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 yeah, uh, speaking of damn, we have no sponsors for today's episode. Yeah, what happened? Dude? Yeah, so I think after the last episode, you know, they just didn't get enough sales because y'all ain't buying the yeah. stuff that... I, look, I tried to, like, fund the thing by yeah. using our link to buy 100 pairs of camel hair underwear, yeah. but 
It didn't work, apparently. Oh, my God. You know what? We're, we're going to need to start a website to link all of our previous sponsors <laughs> and to make all these products uh, have a clearer pipeline for them getting to you. That's right. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. We'll focus on that after this episode. So that brings us to our sponsor. Yeah. Um, the stop button. Oh, no. Nope. 